I still gotta dial in my uh thing. Still yeah, I think uh, I keep thinking about that too. I thought, oh, I'll have time. I'll get in here early. No, I got I got right in at nine. Yeah. I was like, I'll do it next week. In fact, <laughs> I, I in fact I can't well I could next week. I take that back. We we're camping, so we'll we'll be back by Sunday. Oh, that's right. It's a holiday weekend. Is it holiday weekend? Uh it's yeah, Labor Day. That's why you're camping, probably. News to you? No, Labor Day is the fifth. Yeah. This weekend would be the 29th. Uh, oh, is it? Yeah, 26th of uh, the 20th. Let me see. Oh, uh, let me see. Because we were looking at an sc- email from Wesley's school, and I was like, oh, I guess he's off Friday. Friday and Monday. This is news to me. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, I think so. we're off a week. Uh, all right. So you're just doing regular old camping? Yeah. Yeah. Just regular old camping. Nice, mate. But it's right outside. It's the one that's in town, so it's not like it's far. So if we need to go feed the cats, I'll just drive back. <laughs> feed the cats. Yeah. Where Where is in town? Like, just in San uh, It's like in one, yeah, Tapo Canyon. So there's a north in the canyon. They, I, I don't know how long it's been there. The park itself has been there probably, I mean, since I was in high school. And then they put 17 or 18 uh, trailer spots or RV spots to the side out nice. of the way. So you feel like you're, feel like you're out in nature yeah yes all right how was your weekend man um i couldn't even tell you yeah um, busy yeah i guess i couldn't i i just don't know uh keaton had a fever on tuesday which was his first tuesday he went all we finally got him in at all five days um, uh-huh. and literally his first day he went home with a fever so he stayed home with <sighs> me wednesday Thursday, Friday, he was okay, but like a little raspy and coffee and stuff. Right. And uh, Saturday, we were just like by Friday night, he seemed really low energy. So we were like, oh, we got to keep take it easy on Saturday. Um, and then today, I just did laundry at my parents. How about you? What did you guys do? Well, I uh, on Saturday, we didn't do much. But on Saturday, we had planned, uh, and Charlotte was under the weather. Mm. So she stayed back with Lindsay. And then Jack and I went to go see Grandpa Jack. And uh, it was cool, man. We hung out there. Uh, it's in Camarillo, so it was the weather was beautiful. Yeah. And I don't know if you've ever seen. I think I shared the video on Discord. I called it something like Snow White. He's got blue jays in his backyard that if you hold a peanut up, they'll come up and sit on your hand. Get oh, the peanut. And, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um. So this weekend, though, we were out there, and uh, I was driving out. So I'm heading west, right? So I'm. Coming down the grade, looking at like the sunset area, and I see this plane going up and then tumbling down and going up. And I go, what the heck is going on? And I realized the air show was in town, oh. which is cool. I've been, I think the last time I was there was 20 years ago. We were trying to figure out the timing. 20 years ago was the last time. And uh, they had these things. When we, I had to pull off the freeway and cross over the freeway, as I'm getting off the off-ramp, you see this big plume of like dark smoke, which was alarming, right? The plane's still yeah. flying up and down, so it's like that. That nothing happened to that plane. And then um, as I got toward the the outlets and parked, which is right by the airport, it actually turned mm-hmm. out they were doing fake like fake bombs on the ground. So and they'd come uh, and dive, yeah, yeah. Well, as air shows are wont to do. Right. I you know I don't remember that part of it though. I just remember the we left at when the Blue Angels came out. That was like the the pinnacle, and we wanted to beat the crowd. But there were like the all those you old, left when the Blue Angels came out. We watched them as we walked out. 
Okay. You know, like that kind of a thing. It's like when you're leaving the Dodger game, you know, they're kind of they're going to win. But you want to get a, get out there before they actually call it. I would it. never. I would never. <sighs> we oh, they, I time would it like that. never. <laughs> it takes 15 minutes to get out of that parking lot. I yeah. would never. <laughs> All right. Well, we have like I know what you're saying, but I would never. <laughs> <laughs> so if we got up, you guys would say, oh, no, we're good. We're, we're going to just stay right here. Uh, yeah. Uh, have fun, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> All right, fair, <laughs> fair. Uh, so anyway, you guys were watching, uh, yeah. watching the Blue Angels as you, yeah. Departed. And uh, so it's kind of cool. My so my grandpa's brother, um, I can't remember his accomplishment, but it was with flying. Very, very. He might have flown the first jet, like the jet jet powered airplane. Like imagine a a military uh, plane, but like they've converted to be powered by jets. So it's not like he's flying an F fourteen Tomcat. Mm-hmm. But his so his, his older brother had this. Um, he's always been in like his his planes have been in the air museums, and that's why you know it's just kind of cool for him to see um, like planes flying because it reminds him of his brother. And uh, yeah. he, and we were looking out like as the youngsters kind of just looking up, going, "Well, what's that one?" And then my stepdad goes, "Yeah, what's that one, Dad?" And he goes, "That that's a P fifty eight. And I was like, "Man, <laughs> it's amazing." He goes, "Yeah, I see those all the time." And then we were trying to figure it out, and then I'm looking up, and I'm like joking around going oh yeah that's a that's a t13 that's an h model <laughs> this is <laughs> jimmy eat pod <laughs> in stereo yeah baby oh yeah <laughs> nice did you really call out an h model no 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 but uh, uh, yeah, okay. i was thinking of all these you know you just start with my uh my brother-in-law I was just joking around <laughs> that's an a10 lightning striker yeah, why not? Uh-huh. Oh, uh, well, that's odd. It looks as though uh, Audition stopped recording at some point. Uh, oh, I classic. Tell you one. Classic. The the classic. Um, I don't know why. Does, I was going to say, does that mean you have something in It definitely premiere? didn't happen when I hit the... Uh, I'm going to listen and see what, what, what it was doing. Let's see. Yeah, so weird. I wasn't doing anything then. It just cut? Yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to hit record and start again. <laughs> Here we are. So... You're going to have that uh, on your end. <laughs> that's okay. Yeah, that's all right. It's so funny. Like, I guess like I've been like arranging windows and things, but uh, I Still. haven't done anything that dramatic. I'm not doing anything in Premiere. Uh, I have it know. open. I guess I'll close it. Um, Knock on and, wood. Oh, you know what I did? I know what I did. What? I oh. know what I did. Um, Susie was texting me and I could hear it coming out of my computer speakers. So I switched my oh. computer output to be the loopback interface. Got it. And it was probably at that moment. Yeah. That was it. Bummer. Interesting. In, in audition, do you have the input set? Oh, you. I guess you have it set to um, whatever you have in loopback. I was going to say, if it's the default device, maybe it's something. Because I've never had, I don't think I've ever had audition. I just changed my computer's audio out to me yeah. before I started recording. Yeah. And so all of the all of the computer sounds like the text messages and stuff were coming through uh, out of the computer speakers and probably through my microphone. Um, so that is all solved now. Um, so 150 episodes, dude. Yeah, baby. We did and it. what, and what a track to have for yeah. our 150th straight out of Phoenix boys, <laughs> straight out of Phoenix boys. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> super excited for this one. I've been waiting for it for a really long time. And, uh, and this is, uh, I mean, I'll, I'll, we'll get into it, um, but it's, I don't have any housekeeping other than to say I've been waiting for this one for a while. 
Yeah. Um, and I never would have been able to tell you the name of this song. Me neither. Like, What's H model? Let me hit play on this. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, had you heard this song? Oh, yeah. Only because I think I heard, I went searching for it when I saw people typing out or writing out straight out of Phoenix, boys. Because I want to say, what the, <laughs> like, what the what hell does that mean? What's about? the, yeah, what's the relevance yeah. here? Oh, and before we get into recording proper, check this out that I picked up from, uh, from Trader Joe's. Ooh, stomped. Ooh, Santa Monica Brew Works. That's my, uh, that's my go-to. But check out what makes it Santa Monica. It's a shandy. Oh, hot, hot dog. hot dog on a stick. Lemonade. That is going to take, to me, I guess that would taste like a lemon head. You know, like the creamy part of a lemon head? Yeah. Before you get to so that I'm little excited. I feel part. like when something has that type of flavor, I feel like I don't, I want to agitate it in some way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what else we should do? Hold on. Let me yeah. open this. Just because. Oh, I think I got it on my computer. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> I definitely, uh, yeah. <laughs> I definitely. Is it good on my computer? Not cool. Uh, the that little sap that I took of the head was pretty good, but I'm I'm more concerned about this going into these vents back here. <laughs> um, I don't think enough went in that I'm concerned, but like there, you've are turned vents. yellow, David. <laughs> no, I better not have. Um, yeah, there's vents down. On the screen, but not enough. It's not vents all the way across. It's like four, three, four, um, and then some big gaps. So I think we're good. good. Um, you know what? We never followed up on, and I think we finally can. I just need to pull up a document. What's that? Is uh, the um, the cover song that they used to do live that we had? Oh my gosh, teased. you're right. Yeah. And so let me go back into my notes and see if I can find that. Stand by. Sure thing. And you had the only other person that that was either usury or robot factory that we uh, had talked about that. Let's see. Right. Old and it was was song? it was Mitch that shared it with you and you held it Mitch close. Told me and you and told I'm nobody gonna, else. Yeah, I told nobody. And you and you were trying to hint. Okay? Give me hints, but I couldn't. No, there was no way you were going to get this. Right. And that's uh, what kept I'm going to have to go dissuading me <laughs> into my chat with Mitch. Stand by. <laughs> Standing by. Man, I wanted to say, what did I look up? Was it 90s? Oh, man. You said it was heavy metal or was it metal? Or was it not 90s no, it's at all? Like punk. It's 90s for that's, sure. That's what you said. 90s punk bands early. Let's see. I looked through all of these. But it's just not like I, a, a... But it, the band you said wasn't even a band that, that we... I'd never heard of them. Yeah. Again, dissuasion. <laughs> So I'll read you the the conversation here. Okay, go ahead. Here's one you might not know. What other great 90s band did we do a cover song for? The only song we played that wasn't our own. And if you know this, I will literally die. And I said, I'm currently drawing a blank. I'll ask Justin to see what he comes up with. Is it recorded anywhere? We never recorded it. It's the riff that Jim would always play for soundcheck. Then the rest of us just learned it. And bam, it was on the set. Oh, I do think I caught him playing the Sweet Child of Mine riff on a recording once. We wouldn't be so bold, ha, 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 I say. And I do think it was actually, I'm misremembering, uh, there was a Tom DeLong, uh, old Blink recording where Tom did like an old Sweet Child of Mine thing. Um, this should be like a fan question, and whoever gets it should get tickets or something. Well, no one got it, and there was no information on setlist.fm. And he says, I'll give you those stats. Uh, oh, uh, <laughs> this is him talking about setlist. Um, he says, let me know when you give up. Uh, <laughs> getting nothing from Justin. I would love to have the info for tonight. Tell me now, and I'll quiz. Uh, 
Uh, tell me now and I'll quiz him tonight. Maybe we'll leave it hanging for a couple episodes and see if anyone comes up with it before we reveal it. It was, you ready for this? Yeah, I'm ready. Facial Disobedience by Radon. Great riff. So let's pull up Facial Disobedience by Radon. Uh-huh. 2002. And, uh, so that's, that's not the re- it's That's got to, right, I imagine. confusing, yeah. So I'm going to play this, and it does... I think this sounds like something they would have listened to for sure. Um, let's see. I saw this band lots in Gainesville, Florida when I was in college. I do not own the rights to the song. I'm just a big fan, says Morris Edie. Uh, but yeah, I can't quickly. Somebody says Skate or Die. I remember seeing Radon when I was 16 at Hardback Cafe. Uh, I'm not finding it, but I believe it was 91 is when I found out it had been released. So here is Radon Facial Disobedience. You got it? There we go, yeah. Nice. Very gym, right? Yeah. I can see Jimmy World covering this. Oh, yeah. How fun. Like just a rocker. Like just a... Yeah. Totally. That's great. Uh, so mystery solved for those who never uh, even tried, but yeah. Uh that is the uh the the solve of the mystery. So, uh that was all the way back from Usury, uh which was episode 143. So we let it almost go uh oh, yeah. seven episodes. Yeah, almost uh, 2 months. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, dude, also, I guess this is a bit of housekeeping. A cautioner's chorus is still processing on rape DJs. <laughs> no way. It's just I don't know. Yeah. It's just not gonna happen. I gotta <laughs> I'm, I gotta choose I, different sources or something, but yeah. Um I just couldn't get it going. Um and uh, I didn't make a rape DJ for this week either. I um, did, and I'm not happy with it. Bummer. Yeah. Um maybe I'll maybe I'll come up with something mid episode. So uh any other housekeeping before we jump in? Uh no. I got nothing in my, in my list. The song is H Model from the Singles 2000 release or the Mullet Core Comp. Um, so Mullet Core Comp uh, was a 1998 drive through records release. Let's take a look at the uh, the artists also on here. Uh, unknown artists playing I Want to Rock. River Phoenix playing All My Fault. So this is the band's name before they changed the name to phoenix tx correct uh let's look up the river phoenix version of uh it's on youtube for sure it it sounds it's gonna sound similar but not not as polished yeah it sounds more like a Uh, i'm only seeing phoenix tx versions let's take let me click this and see yeah this is the the version that everybody knows what's great about this this is mixed uh produced by jerry finn 
who did uh, all the uh, green, great green blank day? releases, uh, AFI releases. That's it. So that's the that's the one if you were alive in 1999. Uh, you're familiar with that one. But I'm looking for the River Phoenix version. I'm not finding it. Did you find it? Uh, let's see. From the Let's look at this one. I'm going to look at Shazzlebox because they've got the original release of it. I just want to see if I can find it. Let me scroll down. Scrolling. Oh, let's see. Oh, Minimum oh. Wage was on that original release too? <laughs> can you search there? You can, right? Yeah, let's see. Let's do River. This is how he had it listed. River Phoenix. Jaw, Minimum Wage. Gangsta Bitches on Heroin. He doesn't have that one. Damn it. Yeah, I'm not finding... Uh, I see the artwork for River Phoenix. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's so funny. I know that song. Oh man. Uh, well, I'm not finding it. It's really not that important, I guess. Um, but that's a terrific uh, track. Uh, the Far Lanes, Jimmy World's H model. Then you've got Mother Mania co-ed, the Pharmaceutical Bandits, Nerf Herder playing Mr. Blue Sky. I love Mr. Blue Sky. Is yeah. a Nerf Herder version of Mr. Blue Sky good? Do you think? Well, I, it ain't gonna beat Weezer's version. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, I, Weezer did Mr. Blue Sky. Was yeah, that, when was they did that their, on, uh, the yeah, it was on the Turquoise 80s one. album. Yeah, the oh, Turquoise. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, do you want to listen to it? Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's see. It's here. It's Nerf Herder. Uh, yeah. Mr. Blue Sky. Mr. Blue Sky. And then you got Alistair doing Ex-Girlfriend. Mega City 4. Adam and his Package doing Gen S. Slapstick. Last Summer. Humble Beginnings. Unleaded Plus. Akinil. <laughs> I don't know what that is. <laughs> Cousin Oliver. Size 14. Ever Ready. The Hiccups. That's a great band name. Uh, Los Exclusivos. Los Exclusivos. Uh, no, huh? Los Executivos. Um, Donuts and Glory. The Shrooms. Shower with Goats. Tip. Bank of Brian. An unknown artist. Playing Shit Charming with HL. Cool. <laughs> uh, okay. All right, here, so, here's uh, the, uh, the Nerf Herder version. I guess there's no video, so we can just listen to it. Pretty good, huh? Yeah. This is the only release that uh, H Model appeared on uh, for the singles record, before the singles record. Mullet Core. And did you look at the cover of it? So, yes. the description looks like a, a nice 90s photo, right? Yes. Uh, it, and it says Mullet Core with a picture of a kid with a mullet. Uh, the short part of the mullet and the long part. And then the description and the phonetic uh, spelling here is mullet. <laughs> uh, type of hairstyle that is short in the front and long in the back. 
And then on the front, on the right side, unreleased songs by Jimmy World. They uh, they headline that. And then Nerf Herder, RX yeah, Bandits, that's pretty cool size that 14. Yeah, to be on the front cover. Yeah, now, Cousin Oliver and Last Summer. Do you know, I think it was, um, I think it was Ralph Garman's podcast. They were talking about mullets. And uh, I guess the Beastie Boys are credited for coming up with the term mullet. Um, I have not Googled it. Interesting. Uh, I didn't, I I didn't know that. Go into much mullet. Uh, mullet etymology. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Mullet. How'd the mullet get its name? The mullet websites generally credit the coining of this phrase to Mike D of the Beastie Boys. This came from the song Mullet Head on 1994's Ill Communication album, which described the haircut and its wearers. But, uh, like, already four years later, they, they made a comp called Mullet Core. Right. Um, and it seems like a very 80s hairdo, what, but was it not called that then? Like, yeah. So, you know, what I mean, the haircut right, existed, right, right. but maybe it was not called that. Um, there's a mullet Wikipedia entry, um, falsified etymology. On Slate's Dakota Ring podcast, Willa <laughs> Paskin discussed the etymology of the term, noting that Oxford English Dictionary credited the Australian Street Machine Automotive Magazine with first published description of the term in 92, predating Beastie Boys. Dakota Ring discovered that the magazine's image had been faked in a 2018 apology posted to Imgur. 2018, they're posting an apology to Imgur? <laughs> Uh, the creator had admitted to faking the text, adjusting the magazine dates and shown proof. So, are does they that, saying? That yeah, it's yeah, that's false. Then, so is this, does wild, it go back yeah. to Mike D? <laughs> so yes, but then it's like so, uh, and this came up too. Kiefer Sutherland was widely reported based on an interview with Yahoo to be the unwitting instigator of the style due to the director's requirements for his lead role in the 1987 film The Lost Boys. Tell me, you've seen Lost Boys, Justin? I have seen Lost Boys several times. Good. That's a terrific classic film. It's just about time to watch Lost Boys. End of summer. It's terrific. Uh, he also confirmed part of the inspiration for the hairstyle came from Billy Idol. In 2022 press interviews marking the 35th anniversary of the film, Sutherland again recounted the story. Um, it's like cool story, so man. So <laughs> the the term is very new compared to the actual haircut. It's almost like like I mean, you might know now. Um, but had I asked you, I don't know, five years, I, I learned about it on 30 on 30. But do you know when and where the high five was invented? No, I don't. I don't think I know. Really? If yeah. I, if you had to take a guess when and where the high five was invented, I'm going to I'm going to pull it up real quick and I'll make a. Uh, it does it have to do with a certain year? Uh, not not necessarily. Five. I'm trying to think of what. It's just, it's just, uh, no, it, it's just thinking of the high five, the act, the act of a the, high uh, five, getting up high and slapping. Yep. Yeah, I can't think of anything. Give All it right, to I'm me. Gonna, I'm gonna uh, like, but if you had to guess, like, uh, I'm gonna, I'm trying to, I'm vamping a little bit because I want to pull up this video. Um, <laughs> if but, I had like, to if make you had a guess, guess, like, how long's the high five been around? I'd say since the fifties. Okay. Yeah. But then I'm probably way off, and it's like the 1500s. Somebody. It's like, like some kind right. of you would you would think that too. Um, yeah, exactly. And, it could be uh, you know what? 13 I think or 30. I'm gonna have to share my screen here because uh it's I'm gonna have to play it from the ESPN uh uh website. It's not up on uh the YouTubes. With them now, but they do the boom boom, the booty, and then the something, 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 and then they it's like, how you guys keep up with all this stuff? <laughs> I go all over the country, people ask me, Hey man, you know, did you invent the high five? I was like no, I didn't invent the high five. All I did was respond to Glenn. That's all I did. 
know this is quite the digression if you can cut it down, but this is terrific. It's the last weekend of the 1977 season, and the Dodgers have already clinched the playoffs, but there's still a lot of drama. Right here in L.A., Justin. Ron Say, yeah. Dusty Baker, Steve Garvey, and Reggie Smith have a chance to become the first home run quartet in baseball history, 30 home runs. Everybody's joined the party except for Baker. He's sitting on 29. He doesn't hit it Friday. He doesn't hit it Saturday. Finally, on Sunday, it's the sixth inning. On the on-deck circle was Glenn Burke, the excited rookie. And the way the legend goes, that Glenn put his arm high in the air and Dusty wasn't sure what to do, so he slapped it. He <laughs> back here, he didn't just do it like up here. He was like, if you see pictures of him, he's like going way back. I know I wrote about it that day. Just, it's just, it, it, was, it was such a moment. It was the energy of it. It was just this explosion of emotion. It was something just unique. The way he used to tell the story of that first high five with Dusty Baker, wasn't necessarily that he had innovated something so much as that he was so overwhelmed with joy and pride in what Dusty Baker had just done that the high five came out of him, that Dusty had brought it out of him. Back then, just remember, individualism wasn't that big of a deal in baseball. So it was one of those things where, hey, you're sort of jumping out of the box a little. And so how cool was that? We originated this handshake. Is that not a trip? Yeah, it's awesome. 1977, that, the high five is invented by the Los Angeles Dodgers. This and this picture. Have you seen this picture? I mean, it looks like I know what he meant by leaning way back. It looks like he's gonna yeah. slap <laughs> slap him down. Yeah, <laughs> uh, so, um, in Japan, on the singles CD, it was track three of fourteen. Uh, in the UK, it was track six of thirteen. Here in the US, it was six of eleven. Uh, U.S. promo CDR had a 7 of 12, and that was because New Religion was still on the singles album at that point. Uh, and uh, Mullet Corps, it was track 4 of 27. Uh, the release date of the singles record was August 23rd, 2000. Produced, now this is interesting, Jimmy Wiki had Mark Trombino as the producer of this track. However, this was recorded in the same session as the uh, New Religion record. Right. Cover. Right. And... Uh, and so that was John Agnello, and we'll talk a little bit about John later. But there was a joke in the in the uh, studio that they had, uh, you know, the cover was one thing, and so John probably thought they were one kind of band, and then they busted <laughs> this one out, <laughs> which is very different. Uh, so written by Jimmy Eat World. Uh, so also in the comments of one of the YouTube videos, I wrote Jim here, but in the comments on this video. Uh, Blue Juggernaut says, ah, the good old days when they would share vocal duty. So do you know, are they both singing on this? Should we listen to it and see if we can suss out, like, uh, who's singing where, when? Yeah, go ahead. Straight out of Phoenix, boys. I mean, I felt like that's Jim. Oh, yeah, it sounds like Jim. Straight out of Phoenix, boys. Jim, for sure. Yep. Man, I used to love this song in high school, man. I mean, I still love this song. Oh. There's Tom, yeah. 
That's Tom. Okay, so it yeah. is them going back and forth. Yeah. I don't know why I didn't put that together. Um, no one featured on this track, I guess Jim and Tom. <laughs> uh, it's a big wheel recreation track. Um, I didn't write down the publishing. I did not. Ah, I got to do my due diligence here. Um, I reached out to um, uh, Stephen Brand uh, for, from Steve's Rare Music um for some information and he had mentioned on the ASCAP website that it was low it was um listed as it model it model and he was like it had to have been handwritten and somebody misinterpreted exactly. it when they were inputting the stuff but i searched the ASCAP website and and i searched the word model and nothing came up so i don't know i i don't have proof that that is the case but i thought that was a funny uh Thing. I'll have to look that up. Interesting. I, it, that. I mean, I could see it. It model. <laughs> Especially yeah. Jim's handwriting, right? <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, serial killer handwriting. No <laughs> demo. Never played out that I can tell. Um, notable high notes of A4 and G4. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, listeners, 8,437 listeners scrabbled this track 30,000.8 times. Uh, 21 of which were for me. Wow. It's way more than that when I scrabbled it on... Uh, on the CD or did not scrabble it while listening to the physical CD in high school. Um, how many scrabbles do you have? <laughs> Five, all of which were in 2011. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Uh, you probably found it. And we're like, Oh, that's a fun song. Yeah, and then, sick, man. I mean, nothing would ever make you think that the song was called H. <laughs> um, is this song on Spotify? You know, this, uh, looking at the year that had to be in iTunes. So I must've had the, um, uh, I must've had, that well whatever it was the mp3 at the time let me see if it's on now i don't think it is nope it's not no i didn't think it was um <laughs> and i don't think i found it on ToonBat at all um and but there are tabs from the old website that uh billy eat world put together for us um standard tuning and um yeah man um we might get to how to play this later um i don't know if you came across anything <laughs> <laughs> in your search today um if you did any searching today um and that's all i have if you want to uh jump into lyrics we can do that and i have liner notes um that i can refer to from japan uh, sweet that have the translated version of the lyrics i'm interested to see uh how these translate out all right well uh this is h model and it uh, starts out with jim just i like i like the swagger in his voice when he says it Straight out yeah, of man. Phoenix, boys. That way yep. that he, he delivers it. So other than uh, Zach's drumming underneath, nothing really there. Straight out of Phoenix, boys. It's a great introduction. Then we get into the yep. lyrics here. So this is, I've got listed as verse one. Uh, Stay up late and listen in. Trading insults for your time. It breaks my heart in half to see her jumping up and down. Screaming, cash in, honey, cash in now. What I envisioned the first on my first read through of this was it sounds like someone staying up late with a close friend and watching, uh, like in this case, late night game show reruns. Uh, and he knows she's excited, but she made the wrong decision. Like something like they're watching Cash and Honey, Cash and Now, I think of Let's Make a Deal. Um, I see people are watching a person on TV jumping up and down and they're just playing along like, oh, like, well, like, like, let's, like let's say the it's killers behind you when you're watching a horror film. Well, let's say just say it's yeah, it's a rerun, right? It's one of those late night runs instead of the the early morning or whenever it is that they had those game shows on TV normally. And it's kind of like uh, you know Jim sitting there, kind of with his elbow on the bed, going, "I've seen this one five times." The woman looks so happy, she's so excited, but 
she doesn't know that she'll make that she made the wrong decision. That's kind of what I imagine here. It's a it's a stretch, but I just like yeah, the, that line. Think, it like, breaks my heart and have to see could her jumping they be up and down. like maybe at like uh, Philberto's or some local Phoenix establishment late at night, and you're sort of commenting on a situation you're seeing across the parking yeah. lot. Yeah, like maybe if they had some kind of a, like uh, one of those when you get into the into Vegas into the right when you walk into the I guess it would be the terminal. But they've got the places you can just play the little. You slot fly machines. into Vegas? I've never flown into Vegas. Yeah, that's not true. I flew into Definitely. Vegas one time. It's uh, yeah, it's only it's like a, f- gosh, I want to say an hour. Yeah, you get no, out, you don't even get up to cruising. To Vegas. Speed. I love the I love the drive. But what if it's ninety five bucks to go round trip? Oh, um, maybe, but I also need a car when I get there. Yeah, that's true. Although nowhere's free to park anymore in Vegas. It used to be that was the that was also the draw is that I could park anywhere I wanted for free. Yeah, I remember going to Circus Circus a lot because they had a big covered um, parking area. Oh, that too. (laughs) I used to go to Circus Circus as a kid a lot. Yeah. I want to say I went And before they built the theme park, there was actually a circus that you could see that was above the, um, like they had trapeze artists and stuff performing above the slot machines. That'd make me too nervous. Free popcorn. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Okay, so that's what I get with the... Screaming cash in, honey, cash in now. But I could totally see somebody at a bar, just people watching and seeing, you know, this this couple that is over there by a slot machine. Cash in, honey, cash in now. Uh, and then you have the chorus here. Lift your hands up slow. If only you could see yourself. Lift your hands up slow. And that's when Jim sings everything you are. If only you could see yourself, uh, Jim singing, imitating water down. And I think this part is about being confident in yourself. Imitate and water down who you are in order to be just like the rest. That's what you would do. Just copy everyone else, water down your personality. Interesting that he says imitate and water down in right. this. Right. Selection breeze on its own. Right. So straight from Cult in the Air. Yeah. When you, Yeah. So and anytime I hear, there's there's similarities to this sonically, too. And when when you were asking about, oh, when do they split? I go, oh, no, dude, it's in the chorus. But then I second-guess myself, and I go, no, I constantly sing Call It In The Air in my head, not H model. So I was like, no, yeah. this is Jim. He was mistaken. Blue Juggernaut was was mistaken. But no, we were clearly wrong, and right. we heard it that yeah. way. We just second-guessed ourselves. Uh, so, and then, then, yeah, lifting your lifting your hands up is taking initiative for yourself. So I think that's it. Like, have confidence in yourself. Lift your hands up slow. Be happy. And then... Oh, this is an interesting section here. This is verse two, but there's, I don't know if you, if you came across any of this stuff in, in your searches here, uh, just because you've never, just because you'll never have your politics with perfect means doesn't mean you talk the round and round. Borsdale's syringe is wearing so thin now. Uh, could this be now going back to that first, that first verse of, let's say that the, my, the concept in my head is that Jim's sitting there with a buddy. He's sitting like on a bed or on a couch or something, watching this late night show, hanging out as teenagers. In this second verse, are they talking about their time at school? Like, hey, uh, maybe politics wasn't their strength. You'll you'll never have your politics. You know, you'll never either. It could be literal where you just weren't good at this class, or in politics where people just aren't good at defending themselves. In my case, I I don't ever try to start any kind of political conversation. I can't hold a political conversation. So it's uh, like you'll never have your politics. You'll never you'll never have that talent that, you know, five percent of people have or whatever it is, that gift. Mm-hmm. Right. It's just, just saying, yeah, be OK with it. You'll never have your politics. And 
a syringe wearing thin could be from overuse. So <laughs> Forsdale, I think there was someone in song meetings that had mentioned song it. meetings. Yeah. I right. And I followed the same aside. thing. If you, if you search for Forsdale, you, you come across Columbia university and he worked in the field of communication, which yeah, it's, it's, I think that Forsdale 10 years ago and Forsdale now kind of coming up with the same stuff. Maybe it is that guy. And for those not reading along, this is a proper noun. Yes, um, this is somebody's name. Yes. And so going back to the syringe wearing thin, I think that maybe if they were at Columbia University, someone was saying, oh, my gosh, uh, the instructor has just been teaching for too long. You know, yeah. they, they should now, have given this is up. one of those songs I never knew the lyrics of, and I just kind of like screamed along to. I want to hear this. I, I can't hear. Well, can you in any of Jim's early stuff? Find this in that. Let, let's let's fuss right. around here. When he. I mean, it's literally what he's saying. I yeah. just never like I just mumbled along. <laughs> yeah. Wild. Yeah. It's very clear. It just has that in that lower, lower edge, but you never I and again, any of these early songs. Water down too. I never even heard this part. How did I never put this together? Obviously I know this part. Yeah, I just follow Tom in that part. I was just yeah. like, yeah, Jim's screaming something. Right. That and sounds then you hear, cool. And then down. That part. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Man, I love that imitating what I'm like, I'm, my mind is blown here. Right. Pretty cool, huh? Yeah. Uh, and then the last I'm little unique down. part. Like, Jim was like, no, I really like that lyric. I'm going to bring that back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, they'll never know your world, no matter how, matter how they try. Never know your world, no matter how. It's your world, your world. And this, if we want to be a little funny with it, I think of going with that whole theme of them being teenagers. Parents just don't understand. Adults will never truly understand where you're coming from, that you stay up late, watch TV, that you talk about class with your friends, that school sucks. You know, yeah. again, one of the, uh, this could have been one of the ones buried in, in Jim's notebook, right? From high school. <laughs> totally. Just talking about what he sees. Let me uh, now. There's this thing at the end where it says it's above us in parentheses, and I do hear Jim saying something, but I thought he was saying something like, "Oh, I hope those were the right lyrics." You know what I'm talking about? Yep, here at the right. End of the he's just kind of like rushing yeah. through and saying it. Let's yeah. see what he says. Yeah, he, he like are those something the right in the falsetto there? Are those but the right sounds, lyrics? Yeah, that's what I thought he was saying. Yeah. Yeah, I totally thought he was saying those oh, yeah. are the right lyrics. Are those the right lyrics. What does it say saying? It's above us? I don't know, man. Yeah. Okay, everything was credible up until asking, that moment. Are those the right lyrics? Like he's just passionate. And uh, we'll we'll get into like they didn't spend as much time on this song as as they did on the uh uh new religion cover. Yeah, right? In the studio. Um, yeah, well, so yeah. he definitely had some Keanu Reeves uh, vibes going with that. Is that the right lyrics? Whoa. Um, so let's look at Incommunicado. 
on song meetings says, uh, <laughs> I love this. This is posted July 18th, 2002, right after I graduated high school. After a search on Yahoo, H model probably refers to an acoustic guitar made by the Santa Cruz Guitar Company, which I also found. The link is still valid. Uh, I don't know if their link is still valid, but I found them, and I found that they do have an H-model guitar. Did uh, I, I don't hear... I don't see anything in the song that would refer to an acoustic guitar, though. No. No. If anything, to me, it makes it... It sounds like some kind of vehicle. Sure, and I have some thoughts on that, too. Assuming that... Uh, here's the Forsdale line. Uh, assuming that Forsdale is not an obscure reference to someone or a personal friend, it could refer to Dr. Lewis Forsdale, who was a professor at the Teachers College at Columbia University. It appears that he was involved with music and communications. He is also credited in a few textbooks. I am not convinced that this is what it is, and it doesn't explain the syringe part. However, when you search Forsdale, he is pretty much the only name that comes up. At the same time, given what the rest of the song appears to be about, regardless of who Forsdale may be, what the line may be referring to is someone trying to inject new life into the band, industry, etc. But after a while, it gets harder and harder. And with each injection of life, by the way, I'm not making a drug reference of any kind, the syringe wears thinner until there is nothing left. That was July 18th, 2002, says Incommunicado. And it's good to know... Um in fact, do you want to go through the Santa Cruz thing real quick? I got this really cool. Um, it's like a couple of minutes, but it's a YouTube promo that they did for that particular one. That guitar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pull, I mean, uh, so it says uh, standard uh, specifications for this particular model prior to 2019. Sitka Spruce was the standard top wood, but now this model comes with an available uh, comes available with a long list of custom options, including various top woods that can be added at no additional charge. Click here to see all options available to you. Well, for seventy four hundred bucks, <laughs> um, you said four hundred bucks. No, as, and for seventy four hundred bucks, yeah, oh I would hope God, that they are you don't. Kidding me? No, it's not oh cheap, my man. God. <laughs> uh, let's see, Santa Cruz, uh, the nineteen thirties inspired H model joined our catalog in 1977 during the formative years of the company. This was a challenging era to produce a non-dreadnought. What is a dreadnought? So the dreadnought is the big booty. So it's got a thin middle and a big booty. That's what the dreadnought is. I see, okay. Uh, Non-12 fret guitar, opting to be a favored by natural selection. Santa Cruz guitar something uh, presented the now standard 14 frets to the body configuration to an audience that valued an additional two fret access on such a classic vintage body. Most players are astonished when they play the Santa Cruz H for the first time. Its volume is starting is startling for a small bodied guitar. The body's depth allows for a much larger presence than would be expected in an instrument of its size. The guitar's balanced hand voicing gives the H a precise response at every fretboard position. This model is highly recommended for those who prefer the sweetness and ease of playing a small guitar but require more comfort and volume. Now, I will say Jim's Maton is very small, kind of like this. So yes. maybe, I don't know, maybe there's something there. There could be. Well, let's listen to how it sounds. Uh, l- let me put a watch together together. I got so one. I already one. sent it to you. Oh, sweet. Oh, did you? Yeah. I see. Here I come. <laughs> there you are. All right, you ready? Yeah. This is great. Drum and strum. 
Oh, is he playing open tune? Down at the drum and strum. <laughs> Today, I've got this beautiful custom H model from Santa Cruz Guitar Company, which features a tinted European spruce top, Indian rosewood back and sides, with herringbone purfling, a one and three quarter inch bone nut with a bone compensated saddle. Stop it, dude. Waverly vintage nickel tuners with ivoryed buttons and scalloped advanced X bracing with hot high glue. Mm. This guitar is extremely clean and precise in its sound, making it great for finger style, flat picking, strumming, whatever you want to do, all in a comfortable double O body size. For only eight grand. Yeah. <laughs> I better play like that when I'm spending eight grand on this. Very cool. Online. Visit us online. Online. Uh. <laughs> I mean, it sounds very nice. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, interesting. It has nothing to do with the lyrics, though, but yeah. Yeah, right. And what if it's silly and, and it's something like the older sister? And this was the case with me, was my, my friend's older sister asked for a guitar or had one in her closet. So anytime I'd hang out with my buddies, I would go ask, hey, can I, can I just tool around on your guitar? And she would let me. But it's kind of like anytime anyone of my friends had a guitar, I wanted to touch it and try and play it, even though I had no idea how to do it. Uh, <laughs> you know? So what if this was... Uh, this I guess was I a, did, too. I always tried... Uh, I gravitated to toward it. Like that, yeah. yeah. Like, they weren't playing it. Like, I got, I got the guitar lessons every Saturday. They suck. And I didn't even know how to play. But I was like, can I hold it, please? <laughs> I want to pretend. That's funny. Yeah. So maybe the, maybe it is about a uh, a guitar, a dreadnought. Could be, yeah. Um, or 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 isn't it a non dreadnought, right? Oh, you're right, non dreadnought. Yeah, yeah. Non dreadnought would be just a regular, I guess. Yeah, I think that's what it is. That's what I want to say. It was the first one I I got it from. God, Costco. It was the Yamaha F310 Jumbo and the the, <laughs> the Jumbo a Costco guitar. Yeah, <laughs> early days. Yeah, my first dreadnought. It's the one that always has a broken high E string uh, when it's <laughs> yeah. on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> There's always like one time a year that they put musical instruments on the floor at Costco and it's always like, you want to do this? <laughs> I walked over and played a piano one time and this was recently. This was like two or three years ago. And it's not like I was going over there to just try and be, you know, show off my skills or anything. All I did was play one and this guy must have just had it. I played one chord and the guy, the checker guy goes, you can't touch that. Don't play it. And I thought, why is this sitting out and on? What yeah, the what dude? Fuck am I supposed to do? <laughs> so yeah, I get, but I think the dude was just tired of hearing it all day. Probably kids walking by and slamming it and stuff. Yeah. No stairway. Denied. Denied. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So what do you got in terms of track? <laughs> uh, what do you got in terms of uh, track notes? Oh, you know what else? I actually found um, something else that that has the H model in it. Now. Oh. Here's the test. This is a few minutes. If You can pause it if you get tired of it. Let's see if, in this video, either of us, once it ends, can explain to the other successfully what H model means. 
So this is a, right. a type of financial, uh, I think it's some kind of way of determining <laughs> <laughs> finances. Let's go. It's a few minutes. In this video, I want the H model. So have a good intuition behind it. You'll have the theoretical foundation. So good start. So we have initial growth of 20% and the terminal growth is 5%. And the years of initial growth will be three years. So what that means is the dividend growth rate is going to be 20% in year one, 20% mm -hmm. in year two, and 20% in year three because we have Those are three growth. years of initial growth. Uh -huh. The H but. means half-life. So we have three years or half of the time at the high growth, the initial growth. And then by year six, we're down to 5%. And it's going to stay 5% forever after that. So in the okay. non-constant okay. model, you're at 20%, then you drop down for, to 5 for no reason. But in the H model, it says, let's go down slowly. So we're going to go 20, we're going to step down to 5. Well, ah. how would you do that? If you want to go in smooth steps from 20 to 5, you would go 15, 10, 15%, 5. and then 10%. Yeah. That's kind yeah. of easy to see, but what's the math you actually did for that? We said the step size was equal to... 20 minus 5 divided by 3 because you're going uh, from uh -huh. a height of 20 down to a height of 5 in three steps. Uh -huh. so step size right. Over five. Five. I right. need to get my book. Hold well, on. <laughs> the amount you have in your 4, that's going to be 20 minus 5 is 15. This is going to be 15 minus 5. And this is going to be yeah. 10 minus 5. Right. That makes sense. So you're taking the previous yeah. one and you're subtracting 5. What's another way to think about that? Well... Let's look at it this way. Let me erase these. Okay, it's erasing. Say, well, what's really happening here? Is this guy has a weight compact, or like is he doing this all with the mouse? Because otherwise, I'm pretty impressed. Yeah. One step times the step size of five. He does this all day. Is this Common yeah, Core math? So <laughs> Did he just try boobs? Right yeah, that's a butt, dude. <laughs> this ten that's equal to twenty. My initial. Now I'm down two steps. And my step size is five. How do I know I'm down two steps? I'm at year five. He is I'm using Common Core math. Year three. <laughs> what a nerd! Percent. That's equal to twenty. My initial. Minus I've gone three steps. Minus uh, five times two, three. three steps. Yeah. Oh my god. So six minus three is my three steps, times my step size of five. Okay. All right. So that's the math that you have to do. You have to take that kind of slowly. So uh, does that make sense, David? Can you? Did you get that? <sighs> you like yes but like why like this i know fool just told me like how'd you do that math I'm like fool i just fucking told you and then right. you're gonna sit here and tell me how to do it i just That's imagine core yeah so the h i think he mentioned it he said he, and he kept talking about half-life half and you know model. you know half-life's work the parabola um I learned it once. I've forgotten. It just gets cut in half, and then that half gets cut in half, and then that... So that's what I expected right. him to show me, was it to I, go from 20%, 20% over the first three years, then the next year right. should have been 10%, and then 5%, but then that 15% gets skipped if we're talking about that, so... Right. And I think, I I think I'm more visual if I had seen that what that looked like, and I imagine what he was getting at with the numbers was in those steps four and five it's a curve more than it is just a straight vertical line from 20 yeah. to five i think we've got it that's yeah. what an, and i don't know why you I wouldn't know. offer an i think model. we get it i just don't get it you know right yeah why you know and that's probably because he made a made a nice living describing I, the you know model like i've people. heard arguments for common core math like wes isn't in it yet but i've heard arguments that like it's critical thinking 
And I am okay with that. Like, I think we talked about this in the Discord, too. Like, where it's like, you know, uh, uh, the math that we do in our heads is very akin to what Common Core is. But they don't teach it that way. We've adapted to it from having learned it a rigid way. I don't know. That's exactly what I was going to say. So when I'm... When I'm helping the kids with their math, I, I stop them and say, think of it this way. Could you group mm-hmm. these and then multiply them? That's a little mm-hmm. easier than saying this times this times this Pem times does, this. baby. Right? And that kind of thinking, Lindsay goes, that's common core, what you're doing in your head. And it's, <laughs> and it's only because I took math and I couldn't tell you how I learned the math that I took in grade right. school. But whatever yeah. it did, I mean, it gave me the ability to figure this out. But now 40 years later... I've got to yeah. I've got to be a little quicker about it, or it's just hey, I can do some mental math and kind I of. I used to think I hated math in school, and then you get the math teacher that is like, no mathematician doesn't have the equations available to them at any time. You don't need to memorize these equations. These equations, maybe you need to know which equation to use right. to get this answer. But I'm not like if you. So basically, she was like, if you design a poster to decorate my classroom with the equation then the equation's on the wall for you and there it is like so like we were encouraged to to basically make art for her class and it helped us because like all the equations were on the oh, wall and she was like no clever. scientist is going to be in their lab and not have the equations like right at their disposal they're going to open a book they're going to go find a book and be like what is that equation what is it <laughs> right exactly <laughs> no one's an encyclopedia memory so well okay so which uh, anyway, which formula? once i did that and i was just like oh these are all tools in a right. toolbox right yeah and one time I got sent to the dean's office because I told the teacher to fuck off because I couldn't afford we couldn't afford a graphing calculator, uh, you know a TI eighty three six or whatever eighty yeah whatever TI eighty three yeah I couldn't fucking afford it so like I just had like I had a non graphing calculator and I did everything longhand and she failed me for the test my answers were right yeah and I showed my work. But because I didn't have the calculator, I basically threw the test in her face and I got sent to the dean's office. And the dean was like, why are you here? And I was like, because blah, 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 blah. And he looked at the test. He was like, but these answers are right. I was like, fucking tell her that, dude. <laughs> <laughs> my dad was there. It was like a whole thing. And like Jeez. my dad and the dean are kind of laughing to themselves like this is ridiculous, right? Like, <laughs> Right. Um, and uh, yeah, I think she got put on some academic discipline. Shit, <laughs> but I was pissed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah the people who had because the, uh, was, the and that was for a physics class but anyway i love math i fucking love math now but um, yeah me too so in some ways i can't i can't wait to for wes to get into it but yeah you gotta he's you gotta really f- good at the math that he has which is all adding and stuff right now but right um he's he gets he's getting the concepts like telling him like think of it this way do right. it this way um yeah so anyway there's that um, okay so hmall acoustic so car thoughts so let me pull up discord because i had a little chat with uh steven brand today um i asked him specifically this isn't a car thing right because we found a guitar thing um and he says i feel like i looked that up before and found nothing definitely sounds like a flipped version of what ford was using model then letter for a bit but i don't recall them making it through the alphabet yeah looks like no model h and he sent me a screen grab of all the cars that Ford made between 1903 and 1931. So the Model A, the first Model A, was 1903 to 1904. Model B was 04 to 06. Model C was 04 to 05. So there were two concurrent models, B and C. Uh, And then Model F was 05 to 06. Model K was 06 to 08. 
Model N, R, and S were 06 to 09. Model T was the classic that everybody knows, 1908 to 1927. And then the Model A redo uh, in 1927 was 27 through 31. So those are the models that Ford came out with in the early 1900s. Um, and it said, and then he asks, have you researched the H model versus it model from the ASCAP repertoire discrepancy? I've <laughs> always thought it was a handwriting issue with H possibly looking like an IT when written in Jim's handwriting. Um, and yeah, I did the search the way I did the search, but I did not find, uh, I didn't, I gotta find it. Let's see. But I don't, th I, I searched specifically for the word model. Because I was like, is it H dash model? Is it model comma H? You know what I mean? Right. Um, let me look for it model. Jimmy Eat World. Thinking. Ah, it model. That, that is weird. Turkey on Rye Music. Uh, yeah, Jim, Rick. Yeah, interesting. Um, so yeah, there is it model. Why didn't it come up when I just searched the word model? I guess I won't do that from now. Because that, yeah, whenever I search for song names that either long, too long that I don't want to type out or whatever. Uh -huh. I just type in one of the words and it comes up. Um, so yeah, it model. Uh, no information on when it was added, but uh, yeah, it does have a work ID and everything. IT model. There is a Ford H model. It looks like a cab over truck that they made in 1966. What? Yeah. The Ford H model, the first big COE Fords made in the 1960s. Oh. Yeah, let's see what H that is. Series, yeah, yeah. yeah, the cab over engine there, cab over Pete. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a semi truck for those that. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, one of the flat ones, the ones where the yeah guys over the engine in the cab. <laughs> so are they at a truck stop and they're yeah maybe they see an old cat. At, yeah, you imagine like um, you walk around the side waiting for you know one of your buddies to finish using the restroom. You walk around the back and there's this old rusted Ford H model back there. Right? Yeah. Interesting. Is Ford still making semi-trucks? Do we know? Uh, it's not that important. I, I think this was only <laughs> briefly. Um, all right. And then, uh, oh, and then I have the liner notes, um, which is, so recorded and mixed by John Agnello at Water Music, drive Through Records. This is from the same session as when we recorded our cover of Dran Dran's New Religion. I can remember seeing John almost laugh when we started to play it. He must have thought we were this totally somber band after four. Uh, oh, I have a feeling this is a bad, uh, bad translation, uh, text translation. You know, like when you have it, read the. Uh, yeah. Look at the text and then you copy it. Uh, really somber at the end of the day. I can't. After working most of the day. On the cover, unfortunately, due to legal issues, we had to emit re new religion from this compilation record. Get it off Napster or something. You have our permission, at least. Now, what's interesting, now I'm interested, is they specifically mentioned we had to leave uh, new religion off this comp. But I believe it's on some comps, some singles comps, if I recall correctly. So is there like a UK one where on H model it still says the same blurb where like hey we had to leave it <laughs> off of this? <laughs> I'm gonna look up that wall. Uh, That's gonna maybe. be yeah. Is that gonna be on uh, Discogs? Uh, they have some artwork on there, so I'm gonna take a look. Okay, are we on still on uh, John Agnello here? 
in terms what of what? Yeah, we can like, talk did, about John Agnello and other things that okay. he's done. So, yeah, talking about New Religion, and then also John Cougar Mellencamp did that. But also Jawbox. And the lead singer for Jawbox is Jay Robbins. And this little tiny blurb shows up in Post. This is Eric Grubbs' first book. And it's just a little segment here uh, mentioning Jimmy World and John Agnello. So this is from the describing Jay Robbins of Jawbox here. As a producer, engineer, and the owner of his own studio at Magpie Cage, Robbins has worked with Against Me, The Dismemberment Plan, Braid, Jimmy World, and The Promise Ring, to name a few. Thinking of himself as a midwife for a band's statement, he completely understands when asked if he's someone that records bands or produces them, it's not across the board one or another. Uh, It just depends on the circumstance, he says. There are bands who really... The best thing for them is just point microphones at them and record it, balance it, and it comes back. I pretty much gravitate toward recorded and mixed by. Remembering what he learned from Ted Nicely and John Agnello, Robin stresses this with the bands he works with, focusing on things we hadn't known to focus on. So I guess that's uh, Jay Robbins kind of taking uh, notes on his career as a producer from John Agnello. Nice. I have a few reviews and articles that mention the song okay there's a singles review the album by Kerwin so um this says the two kickoff tracks opener and 77 satellites are barreling gutsy anthems so catchy that it's clear our exhaustive research uh search for the next foo fighters is now over the next three songs including a cover of dran dran's new religion are stale ballads worth forgetting particularly once the absolutely rockin h model roars out of the speakers so they must have had a pre-release version of the singles album because there were no i just checked there were no singles albums that included new religion okay the treats are rounded off with songs like carbon scoring which showcases an uncharacteristically aggressive side of the band and ramana an enchanting instrumental which could provide a fertile source of new ideas to enliven the band's more traditional song structures. Oh yes, and dedicated Jimmy World fans will also find the alternate version of Digits here, originally found on the band's capital debut, Static Prevails. So that is the uh, first singles review I have. The next is by Nate. Um, And these are pulling from the old archived... Is this from the Jimmy Eat World website or the... Let's see. This is angelfire.com slash rock two slash roll up and shine slash CD reviews slash Jew singles dot HTML. (laughs) (laughs) Angelfire.com is chef's kiss. Um, My guess is I got these from Jimmy Eat World online. Uh, Singles review to Nate. Uh, The album's best track is an early recording called H Model, which is hard rocking, most more post-punk emotional rock at its finest. The song flows smoothly with a quick-paced guitars leading the charge, followed by rhythmic bass lines, hard-hitting drum accompaniment, and overlapping vocals. And so that is the uh, singles review mentioning that. And then lastly, there's a mullet core review by Steve Skatedork. (laughs) <laughs> Did you come across this at all? No, I, no. I feel like I'm reading all these reviews. Okay, um, I'm a little confused. Bullets are great, and in the liner notes are full of pi- the liner notes are full of pictures of them. But 
What does that have to do with the music? There isn't a mullet theme song on this entire 25 song comp. So what's the point? That was rhetorical simply because I can't think of the answer. Anyways, what stood out for me was the Jimmy Eat World song. And I have to give it them credit for putting on a slapstick song who broke up over two years ago, yet were great enough to still be appearing on comps. Adam and his package must be uh, checked out simply because he's doing something new and different that's fun as hell. Much of the rest of the album blurred into one fuzzy pop punk song with some occasionally ska upbeats. <laughs> but the Jimmy World song was a highlight for Steve Skate Dork. So that's cool. I'm now, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm going over uh, images of Adam Gorin of Adam and his package. And <laughs> it's amazing. The guy looks like uh, he could be like a physicist or something, but he's sitting Never here. Yeah, he's got his I mean, hand up. I've heard about him in his package, but <laughs> got his hand up in the air, wearing wearing his uh, S money hat, uh, guitar in hand, and then someone in a propaganda shirt behind him. Very nice. early '90s, love it, huh? Best known as the artist Adam and his package. All right, cash in, honey, cash in now. Um, so shall we jump to? I mean, do you have anything else? Uh, uh no, no. I liked what you had to say. Shall we jump I'm into like, community? Yeah, let's do it. There are only a few. Uh, I didn't pull anything but a shot box. Okay. Let me go real quick. Of which the most cool one is Straight Out of Phoenix Boys by yeah. Youth Coming Up. Yeah, <laughs> uh, there, well, there's not much in this. On February 5th, 2021, somebody, uh, Mark Mark Adamo, in the Facebook group, shared Jimmy World H model, the link to the YouTube video, and Octavio Guzman, Straight out of Phoenix, boys. That's right. Right. So three hearts there. And then Lauren. I thought uh, we should add that to the uh, soundboard. <laughs> yeah, right. It's got drums in it, though. It's kind of. I thought about yeah, it. I know. Uh, and then Lauren Camarillo says uh, that that's my favorite song off their singles album. That was the only mention. That and I think it showed up in our bias order. I don't know if it showed up in some of the. If, you know how, like, you search for something, but the text doesn't necessarily come up. So. I'm wondering yeah. if Facebook is... Did it show up in any results for anybody else's bias order? Did it show up in my results for bias order? Oh, I want to say it did. Because that was yeah, one of those tracks where we kept going back and forth, and maybe we listened to it once, but we right, had we were probably like, oh, right, it's this yeah, one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's the Straight Outta Phoenix Boys one. Uh, I What I think happened is Facebook has some kind of text recognition, and so it flagged that mm. image because it had it in there, but yeah. it couldn't show me the result. So bias order came up, and then that mention. Wasn't much there. I got a couple from Reddit. Oh, uh, sweet, sweet. Yeah, this uh, anytime we've done, anytime we've done the uh, the singles album, this post comes up from Mister Penguin four sixty five two years ago. Anyone know what this is? And uh, kind of a cool pic. Got it right over the top of his like he's I don't know just got it on his school desk or something. Legs crossed, and it's got a picture of the front of the singles album. And Frisbee Days comes back with collection of non-album singles and rarities from the early days. Pre-Bleed American. Fucking amazing collection. Uh, and then Swing Set Clouds. This is the correct answer. It's called Singles. And then they link to the Wikipedia. And, yeah, and deleted this in the second place comment here. Straight out of Phoenix, boys. It's one of the great loves of my life. Highlights include Opener, though I think the Emo Diaries version is better. Carbon Scoring, no. uh, H-Model, and one of their best covers, Spangle. Carbon scoring here. Looks like you boys have seen a lot of action. <laughs> Throw out your arms. 
Yeah, I think I like the singles version of Opener better, but it's probably just because I'm more familiar with it. The other one sounds like a demo or something. Yeah. Here, I don't know if we read this one off, but Metallic Hunt says, uh, check to see if it's the rare misprinted version on the spine with the two of the letter I in the word singles. If it says oh, yeah, singles, I remember we talked about I, this. Yeah, yeah. Is the rare G- one. Jimmy. <laughs> Jimmy. <laughs> yeah, and I believe that was it. Um, there was. Yep, that was only mention of. H so I Mahler. have one thing for other versions. Did you see Thomas Adam Thomas Heaps upload of this to YouTube? Uh, I don't think so. No. Check this out. This is actually really cool. I'm gonna jump to five minutes. Opener and H model are back to back on this record. Check this out. I'm gonna go to the end of opener here. Japanese version of the singles album. Straight out of Phoenix, Love it. Yeah. I love that they're overlapped like that. That's great. So, uh, yeah, what does Thomas Adam Thomas Heap say here? He says, uh, sorry, that was me. Uh, Taken from the Japanese version of singles on this version, the two songs were overlaid. So H model jumps in during the closing wall of feedback on opener, which came as a pleasant surprise. Super cool. Awesome. Um, and uh, yeah, that that's almost like when you found the uh, the extended. Yeah. Uh, Twinkly's there. Outro. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the instrumental version when I posted to. Uh, Patreon, the time lapse yeah. of me doing the research, yeah, uh, is that version? Oh, you did, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> you got the extra uh, eleven seconds there. At the I end. got, I did, yeah. <laughs> um, so that was really cool, and that's all I have for other versions. Did you find any covers? Um, let's see. No, just something on uh, SoundCloud that was titled H Model. <laughs> please yeah I, okay <laughs> i did want to play that please do okay all right this, this is in. by who cdr right yes this <laughs> all right let's listen to h model by cdr <laughs> i'm glad you found that yeah <laughs> I wonder how you go about you making something like to? that. Huh? What What would you say? What's referring to? Oh, what, what What do you think this age model is referring to? Oh, I don't know. They look, those guys in the, in the uh, I guess that would be the song image or the album image. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe they're accountants and they're talking about the age model. <laughs> and were you saying, how do they make that sound? You know, it just makes me, like people that manufacture songs like this, where, how do they think of that, like this part right here? 
you know, it just, <laughs> yeah. and then it cuts into it's that. Like, make it really fast, but then make the melody slow. <laughs> yeah. There's probably a simple formula, but I don't know. It's impressive. It's like artists that come up with something, somebody that paints yeah. something by watercolor just from their mind. And you think that's beautiful. All right. I found a bass play along. You did? Yeah, dude. Check it out and watch together. <laughs> hey, I know that guitar. <laughs> That's such a cool chord progression. Yeah. So, I'm actually having a jam sesh tomorrow. Are you really? Uh, yeah. All of Last Salt the Bus is going to get together, and we're going to add a guy who we work with at Persephone, and we're going to play a bunch of No Effects and Rancid songs. Where are you going to play? And uh, I hadn't learned. Oh, what was that? Where are you going to play all this? Like a, a full band? At Amp in North Hollywood. Oh. And I hadn't learned all the songs, so I uh, brought my acoustic bass with me to... Uh, <laughs> to learn the songs today and then while I was after I learned all the songs I was like okay well now what's next and I was like oh what's the song this week I should do my research and I was like oh H model are there any play alongs anything on this no alright I can still record one Yeah. and I took about five minutes to figure out how to play the song This is just off the uh, mic on my laptop because I didn't bring any recording stuff. It's not even plugged in that acoustic. <laughs> and I think this is the first take and I was just like, eh, good enough. <laughs> Sounded great, man. I put some EQ on it. Uh, I used Final Cut 10 to cut this together. Um, but yeah, there it is. So one playthrough exists on uh, on the YouTube's. All right, you made a rave to Jay. Yes. What'd you What'd you rave it with? H it in the model. So I raved it with call it in the air. It just. Oh, to... <laughs> cool. Uh, it might have a few shining moments, but most of this thing is uh, yeah, bummer. Unfortunate. <laughs> Let's listen to it again. Oh. <laughs> Here we go. Straight out of Phoenix, boys. <laughs> right out of the gate, man. Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> 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 it sounds like the strong sister from uh, Encanto. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this is just showing me how much I love to call it in here. <laughs> it's all over the place, man. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> 
<laughs> I needed to re I needed to save it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, Justin, what are your final thoughts on the song Each Model? Ah. I don't know, man. It's a it's a banger, dude. H model. Uh, even though I wish its name had more to do with the song, so I could remember it. Yeah. Just I, I don't know. I guess I guess now it's, I, I think of H model as straight out of Phoenix Boys. But yeah, dude, it rocks. Once they get into it, um, I'm yeah. glad it's Jim and Tom. They got their static prevails thing going on. Fifty fifty. Thank you, Juggernaut. Yeah, man. Um, and what about you? Uh, I mean, yeah, I, I always knew I loved this song. I just did not know it by name. It was one of my favorites that would always come on on the singles record. It really was sort of like the kick in the pants after kind of a lull of slow jams on that singles album. And that probably helped it propel it to like, you know, S tier status for me. Uh -huh. But um, yeah, absolutely incredible song. I absolutely love it. Um, I love the swagger, like you said, of Jim. Um, it is a really fun chord progression. I really enjoyed learning it today um, and uh, and putting that little play along cover together. So, yeah, I uh, can't say enough great things about this. I would love to see this played out live one time. Um, and I guess real quick before I before we go, I'll check Twitter once more. I asked Zach, did he have any memories of the song? Uh, no. And uh, he just tweeted. So uh, he just completely. <laughs> <ignored me>. um, <laughs> Look at us. Hey, look at us. Look at us. Huh? Who would have thought? Not me. <laughs> Bye, Zach. Bye, buddy. <laughs> See you, man. I mean, I'm literally like the way he posted an hour ago was nothing will happen to these guys. And it's three cops completely beating the shit out of somebody. Oh, yeah. Dude, this is a terrible video. Well, but what's funny is uh, you playing the look at us while I'm watching this. <laughs> yeah. And now the cops are yelling at the person that's filming them. Are they doing the point yeah. thing? Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Neat. Um, so anyway, uh, and Zach's not wrong. Um, and, uh, apparently I don't know what I've done, but it stopped recording on my end again. Yeah. Uh, so I just started recording, I, uh, opening Twitter, I guess, uh, <laughs> killed the, uh, recording. But anyway, uh, all that is to say, uh, absolutely love this song. And, um, yeah, uh, I mean, if you find somebody who needs to cash in, honey, cash in now, uh, just don't forget to be excellent to each other. And party on, dudes!